Okay, so we're, uh, we're talking about developing healthy relationships. Um, was that first lesson? Was it, was it, was it good? It, it's gonna, it's, it'll get gooder. Yeah, it'll get gooder. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we, we ended up, you know, reading some out of Ezekiel, but you should, you should read, you should read that, uh, the, because that's prophetic about what's to happen to come. And uh, Ezekiel 37, and, and, and see the, the importance of relationship. It's bone coming to bone, and, you know, and, and, and we're connected, and we need one another. God, uh, God didn't create us. Uh, now, understand this distinction. In your, in your spirit, you're just wall to wall like Jesus. And we all have the same assignment, you know, in, like in Luke chapter 4, healing the brokenhearted and, you know, recovery of sight to the blind and all those things like that. Like that. But in our, and in our nature, we're just, we're just like Jesus. But in our gifting, in our particular calling and giftings, we, each of us, Ephesians 4, 7 says we have a measure of the gift of Christ. Now, some people, some people don't make that distinction and they just think, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, all rolled up in one. No, again, you're a legend <laughs> in, your, in your own mind. No, you're not. You're, you're not that. You might, be, you might be one of those. You might be none of those. Okay, but the bottom line is we all have, we all have a calling. We all have gifts to equip us to do that calling. And what we're here to do is to discover what that is. But, but let me tell you something. A lot of times you discover these things in relationship. And of all the years that I pastored, I can count on two hands a number of times. That, and I taught this, that people would come to me and ask me what they saw, what I saw in them in terms of their gifting. You just have a whole lot of wannabes. You have a whole lot of people that are, that are born again, filled with God, but they want to get up on the platform and sing. And they only bless themselves in the shower. <laughs> and then, so then, then we have to wear, the leaders have to wear the black hat and tell them, look, you know, uh, all you did today when you auditioned or when you were up on, on the platform is, is just tell everybody what you don't do well. But see, we don't, if we don't have a relationship and we don't allow people to speak into our lives, then we go through our lives doing things like that. I had a gal in my church one time, and she was very prophetic, uh, and she had a gift of hospitality. Man, when we would take her on missions trips and, and with the youth or adults or whatever, man, I mean, she would feed them. She would, man, she had a gift to take care of people. And she was very prophetic. She would get words from the Lord. And so we would, you know, I would release that from time to time. But she wanted to teach. She couldn't put two sentences together. I'm not exaggerating. She couldn't put two thoughts together. I mean, it, it, was, a, it, was, it was a disaster. And she thought she did great. She was all over the map. 
And everybody's just looking at one another, would you, you know, Pastor Greg, would you set her down, please? Do something, you know. But, but you know what? You know, you know what she did, don't you? Somebody tell me what she did. She left the church. And went to some place that had a weak leadership. That let her teach. Huh. Yeah, you know that church grew. And then, and then we just put people... We put people in places because, you know, because they want to be, you know, they want to be visible. They want to, they want to be in places where they're seen instead of just functioning. You know, you got to learn to, to, to do what God called you to do in anonymity. And you let God promote you. If you're not willing to do that, you're not ready yet. Okay? And so, but, but here's, the, how, what's the key to that? The key is, is that you have to have a relationship. Well, really, the first thing is you've got to have a relationship with God that's strong enough where you don't take correction as personal rejection. Right. Sad to say, many people still are in that shape. If you go to correct them, you know, if you, I mean, you've been pouring into them and encouraging them and all this, but then they ask you a question, and, you know, I've had people come to me and, and I mean, I've, I love them, and they pour into them, and they'll come to me with their, their idea, and they'll tell me, now, what do you think about that? I said, do you really want to know? I'm going to tell you that you ate wrong pizza last night or something, because that's not God. And I'm just, I love you enough to tell you. That's not going to fly. The only way that'll fly, if that was really a rhema word from God, and if it was, it'll prove out. But, but you're asking me, and I'm telling you, that's... Just don't go down that road. Or they're trying to do something they're not gifted to do. They have no experience to do. They have no call to do. They just It's, it's a romantic thing with them that they're going to get platformed. And, you know, and, it, and then who's that about? So you've got to ask yourself, why are you doing what, you, what, are you, what you're doing? Why do you have this word that you, wanna, that you feel like you've got to share with the whole congregation? You know, it may just be a word for you. And you need to set on it, pray over it. Don't get offended if the pastor or ministry leader doesn't release it. Well, they miss God. Well, you're, maybe, but you're missing Him now. With your attitude. <laughs> I'm helping you here. Okay? <laughs> Praise God. It's a, it's a test, it's a test, it's a test. God's tests, and I'm not saying it's a temptation, it's a test. God's test, you get to keep taking until you pass. And you know, it's an open book test. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, you took the test... And you failed it, and you failed it, and you failed it, and, and then now you get to take it again, and, and you wonder what the answer is. Uh, duh, it was, it, was not, it was not B. <laughs> you already did that. <laughs> don't, go, don't go to another church and, 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 and take that same test and give the same answer. And, 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 and walk out of the church and, and say, I'm wiping the dust off my feet, Ichabod or Michelob or something over, <laughs> over, over the, 
over this church. Oh, man. Can you tell I've pastored 27 years? Oh, man, I've had, I've had, you know, yeah, I've had all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, realize it's just you, you want to be in charge. You, want, you, you are God's gift to everybody, and you've got the answer for everything. No, man, you need a dose of humility. And you need to come in relationship, and you need to, you need to humble yourself and ask people. You need to get in and serve and be willing, to, be willing to do first, second, third, and fourth John ministry. Are you, you got it? Okay. All right. You're, will, you're willing to, you know, well, I don't, I don't clean bathrooms. That's not my ministry. Well, it is now. No, you, I, Pastor, I'll come in and do anything for anything you want me to do. What they're really saying, if you'll let me teach or preach or lead worship. Something on the platform where I can be seen because, you know, hey. <laughs> no, you know what I'd do? I'd, I'd, I'd sit them down for six months. I wouldn't meet with them privately. Maybe one time I would when they first come to church. I'd sit them down and I'd connect them with others and see how they do. I don't platform them, even if I know, even if they're if, even if they're very gifted. I don't platform them right away. You find out where people are at. Amen. All right. So each of us must know lesson number one in relationships. We got to admit our need for relationship. Two are better than one, right? God builds His kingdom through revelation and what? Okay. That, listen, guys. This is this is absolute. You've got to know this. That's how He does it. I'm not saying there's not any other ways He builds His kingdom. But it's revelation, but it's also relationship. Sometimes the revelation doesn't come until you yield to the relationship that God connects you with. Big doors swing on what? Okay. <clears throat> Lesson number two. Relationships cannot be forced. They cannot be forced. We're in, we're in session number two. Okay. On Roman numeral one is lesson one. Remember now, I'm going to give you more than one lesson in each session. So the, the lessons are relationship lessons. They won't match with the session. Okay. Do you, you, you got that? All right. So lesson number two, relationships cannot be forced. Relationships must be birthed by God. Do you remember in, uh, in Genesis that, that Abraham sent his servant to find a wife for Isaac? Remember? Because he didn't want, he didn't want people of that land. He, want, he, he, wanted, he wanted to find people of, uh, that were covenant people. And so um, verse 6 of, of, of Genesis 24 Abraham said to him, his servant, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house, from the land of my family, uh, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give you this land. He will get, send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And now watch this, verse 8. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, 
then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So, what does that tell us? That you can't force a relationship. If, the, if you offer it and Rebecca follows, then fine. If not, then fine. Don't, don't condemn people and tell them you're missing God. Maybe you heard God. But you know what? In relationship, you've got to give people, allow people, other people to hear God too. You can't just pull out the God card. And if you heard God, it's better for you not to tell them that you heard God unless God tells you to tell them. Okay? In most cases, like I told one of my sons who was getting married, and he, he told uh, his, you know, they hadn't gotten engaged yet, but his his now is his wife, but he, he told her, well, you're my Rebecca. I said, no, 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 no. Did you ask her to marry you yet? You might as well. I said, you got to make time your friend, man. If God revealed that to you, then let him bring it to pass. Because now, now you just circumvented and jumped past all the all the tests in relationship that you've got to check out before you get married. Which, by the way, if you're single, you need to make time your friend, not your enemy. Only thing, one, only one thing worse than being uh, alone, and that's being together and miserable. Amen. Take your time. You're not an old maid. No, no, no. That's a liar. Liar, liar, liar. <laughs> Debbie, you are not an old maid. All right, stand up, Debbie. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. All right. Let's all agree. Say it, Debbie. I'm not an old maid. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. No, we're not doing that. Well, that's what you know. And and she's probably probably what thirty one, thirty two, or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, you're just you're just precious before the Lord. Yeah, but you're not that. And so many times, you know, we we put this stigma on ourselves because we're you know we're past you know. Whatever. You're not past nothing. Amen? Amen. You, are you breathing? Okay. And if God, then if God has a mate for you, it's not too late. And quit all this garbage, you know, and, then don't, and don't settle for second best. And let me help you go, go one further. And since I'm already meddling... Might as well. Okay. Can I help you? Okay. Throw your stinking list away. Jesus himself couldn't even, couldn't even match that list. No. Throw it away. My God. Now, I know, okay, yeah, you want somebody that's born again 
And I mean, you could, you could do this. I, I want somebody that loves, that's born again that loves Jesus more than me. Okay? But beyond that, you know, quit all the, you know, tall, dark, handsome, blonde, this, that, the other, all this stuff. Got to be so... No, stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. You know, get a, get a life. Follow the Holy Ghost. He's going to lead you. And he's going to guide you. And, and, but you know, the problem is, He's got to go through your list. And He sent me today to tell you to burn it. My God. I mean, God, I mean, you know, I just care about people and I've seen this so, so much. And I know it, what it is, is you're, you're putting this list out there to protect yourself. You're not trusting God. And I'm not saying there would never be anything on there that God would give you, okay? But, but you know, not all the stuff that you add to it, okay? I mean, would that be enough that they would be born again and they would love Jesus more than you? You know, I mean, and I mean, maybe there's something else that is really some, but I mean, you know, all this other stuff, they've got to be wealthy, they've got to be, you know, no, pro, no problems, no dragon breath in the morning, you know. There's no creation like this. They don't exist. You know, or they've got to be, you know, they've got to be called in the ministry, or they've got to do, no, man, just, can you trust God? I, can you trust Him with the second most important decision in your life? My God, well, trust Him then. He's going to show you, and, and he, it's, look, he, He's going to protect you. If you'll depend on Him, you're His son, you're His daughter. He cares. You're not going to miss it. Amen? Praise God. Well, I'm move along here. But, you know, you can't force people to like you or to love you. Okay? So just forget it. Quit trying. Just be yourself. Can I do... I'm, boy, I'm really getting into it today. Look, just look. Would you, would, you, would you take your mask and put it with your list and burn it? We don't need your mask. We don't love your mask. It's you. We love you. We want you. <laughs> Warts and all. Okay? Really? The whole thing. You know? I mean, you know, some, some people, they're putting off loving, loving themselves or receiving, being loved because, you know, I, I mean, I'm just not through Weight Watchers yet. No, I'm telling you. They're in self-hatred because, because, you know, you're fighting the battle of the bulge. Well, I don't know any of us in America that don't fight that to some degree. But, you know, it has nothing to do with, with your being a candidate to be loved, be either be by God or, or someone else. And if they're having a problem loving you the way you are, then you can, you can just lose them real quick. Amen? Just lose them. They're not worth. They're not worth your time, man. I mean, God. Listen, guys. 
God's got awesome things for you. But, but throw away your mask and throw away your list and, and, and love who you are and where you are. I understand we're all on a journey and we're going somewhere. Okay, but you've got to come into agreement with where you are before you ever get anywhere else. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Good preaching, Pastor Greg. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so, you know, you can't force people to like you or love you. And, you know, you just still stop trying. You know, just go with the relationships that, and be thankful. You know, none of us have a lot of intimate relationships. Okay, you never will. You, don't, you can't manage that many. You know, G Jesus had a lot of several disciples, and, and they all, you know, all of them bailed out except 12. Then out of the 12, you know, he had three. Then out of the three, he had one. You know, he had 70, 12, three, and one. So, there, you know, there's different levels of relationship. You're not, you're not going to all, you know, have all these best friends. And, and let me meddle one more. Might as well. I'm already. Okay. Okay. Look, you don't. Look, husbands and wives, there should not be another best friend in your life besides your spouse. If there's another, I'm not saying you shouldn't have friends. That's not what I'm saying. But this idea of best friend, my best friend, that if you've got a best friend besides your spouse, uh, Houston, we have a problem. What's that about? You have friends. That's fine. Have friends. But you don't have a best... If, you, if, if your spouse is not your best friend, uh, you, you need to water that grass. Or someone else will. Amen? Don't worry about gr the, the grass looking greener on the other side. You water your own, darling. Amen? Praise God. All right. Man, I'm getting off the <laughs> off the outline today. Okay. So, look, you know, pray for favor when it comes to connecting in relationships. Pray for favor. Take initiative. Trust God, you know, with the results. Um, and, and then don't take rejection personally. Thank God that He spared you from the Wicked Witch of the East. See, we... we Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, Curtis, the rest of this. <laughs> Help me, Lord. But, you know, none of us has, a, none of us has a, as I mentioned already, has large numbers of close friends, maybe two or three. If you pray and look to the Lord, He'll lead you into a few divine connections and divine appointments and relationships. He will. He'll, he'll lead you. Now, I'm thinking about one, one relationship that, that is, they're close to Andrew, they're close to... Uh, pastor Bob, who's my pastor, and I've been, we've been, I've been close to them a long time. And I've tried and tried to connect with, with this one individual. And nothing wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with me, as you can tell. Okay? I mean, I like myself, okay? I have fun and, you know. But I mean, I've tried and tried to connect with this with this individual, and I, I mean, I haven't. And I mean, I, you know, I've still got the door open. I'm not, but but you know, it just hadn't worked. So I'm not pushing it. I've taken initiative, hasn't connected. So I don't. I'm not judging them. Okay, I just know that must not be a connection that God's. I mean, I made myself available. The thing is, I'm not taking it as personal rejection. Okay, I'm not insecure. I'm not. You know, I don't, if I don't have to have a 
that relationship, if God doesn't, you know, if I, if I offer it and there's not a reciprocal response, you know, somebody said, man, I'm believing God for this particular gal, you know, and all this. And I said, well, you know, praise God, that's great. Have you, have you ever talked to her? Well, not yet. Well, I wouldn't be believing for her. I'd just, you know, pick up the phone and call her and take her to coffee or something. And if she won't go, then, then go down the road. There's lots of other fish in the pond. Amen? And, but, you know, just I don't... You, if, if, when it comes to relationships, we've got to be secure in our relationship with God. That's why a lot of people don't have healthy relationships, is they're not secure in their own relationship with God. And when they try to make a connection, and, and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason, it may just be that God's not in that. You know, you ever think about that? Novel thought? That God's just not in that. I've tried before. I'm thinking about another one right now. I've tried. And, and you know, it, I mean, we're even kind of casual friends. But it just, there's just, it's just not clicking. So it's like, I'm not forcing it. I'm available if God wants to do it. But, so, but I'm secure enough, and I'm not saying that in pride, because I haven't always been that way. I used to be ruled by a spirit of rejection. But if but I, I found out, you know, I really like myself. That God loves me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna try to just put my best foot forward and try to impress you. I, I am open to relationship, and if you don't take that opportunity, then you know what? I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I'm not gonna cry over it. I'll pray for you and go on down the road. Amen. Yes. And um, and you need to do the same. Yeah. If you pray, look to the Lord. He'll bring you into that, yep. into, into divine appointments. Say divine appointments, divine, appointments, divine, connections, divine connections, and favor, and favor with, God with God and men Amen. belong to me. Belong to me. And so all, and all you have to do is discover that. You don't decide that. You discover it. You make, you make your, you, you know, when God's leading you into a relationship, too many times... We try to make enforce things, though, because we're trying. We really we're looking at what we can get out of that relationship, what they can do for us. Who's that about? Yes. You know, and certainly you might be attracted and drawn to somebody because of their gift, but you know, again, you just you all you can do, all you can do is offer it. You can't force it, and if there if there's not a reciprocal response. Don't be rejected by it. Just go down the road and don't make these vows. Well, I'll never do that again. That's stupid. That's your flesh trying to protect yourself from being rejected again. And you know why that is? Because you're insecure. I'm just, I love you. I'm just telling you that's where you're at. So if you're, if you're just devastated, okay, then that just means you need healing in your soul. If you're devastated when you, when you reach out to somebody, you know, or you have a relationship and after a while they just they disappear. They just go off the map for whatever reason. If you take that as personal rejection, then then you've got a you've got a you know a security problem in your relationship with God. Okay, so just know that. One of the main hindrances in establishing good relationships for the Lord does not see 
as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Too many times in relationships, number eight, we're looking at outward traits, such as appearance, strength, stature, beauty, or someone's social status, success, financial statement, instead of the truly important traits, such as character, integrity, faithfulness, loyalty, generosity, kindness, man. I'm telling you guys, beauty certainly is more than skin deep. Okay? And man, we need, we need, I mean, I watch for people that I want to get in relationship with are people that really love Jesus and they love people. They love the Word. You know, we can be, we can be open and honest and enjoy life with. You know, I don't have to be, I don't have to be, you know, walking around on eggshells with them. That's, those aren't my friends. You got to walk on eggshells with people. You know, just they're, you know, just don't write them off your list, but they're not your friend. That's not somebody you can just open every part of your life to. And I taught my children this. So look, in relationships, you give people tests, and you share, you share little bit, incremental, bite-sized pieces of intimate parts of your life. And when I just mean personal. And you, find, you give them a little bit, something that's not going to damage you too much. Don't tell them about your deep, dark secret yet. I mean, your, what, whatever happened in the past. Just, just tell them a little bit. And then find out and watch and see what they do with it. Does it, does, does it devastate them? Does it, does it freak them out? Um, do, they, do they, in the name of prayer, do they burn the phone lines up with it? Does it come back around to you? And I, and I look, don't, don't start off on the intimate, real, real intimate stuff of, you know, your weaknesses and all that. You just tell them a couple things and watch and see, see how they handle it. Amen? Okay. Don't be pushy with people. We're on page, what, three? No, two? Wow, we've got to move, don't we? Okay. Don't be pushy with people or lower yourself to manipulate people to attempt to have a relationship with them. All you can do is offer to make friends, but neither you nor God can make that happen. Do you understand God doesn't do that? God Himself doesn't pressure or manipulate people, number two, against their will to love Him, does He? Does He do that? Okay, well then, then where does that leave you and me? Is manipulation part of the process? If an individual doesn't respond to your attempts to become friends after a reasonable amount of time, leave it alone. Just drop it. And don't curse them. Amen? When the Lord connects you with someone in a relationship, it's peaceful. Number four. Not full of pressure and strife. Whatever you have to do to get into a relationship is what you're going to have to do to keep it. And if there's no connection by the Holy Ghost and no reciprocation by the individual, leave it alone. But don't pass judgment on them. And you know what? There's some of us haven't learned that. In order to feel secure about ourselves, we've got to pass judgment on someone else. No, it's just not God. I'm not, that's between them and God, man. I offered it. They didn't reciprocate. Man, I'm not going to let my, you know, my joy level rise or fall on that deal. I just did what I could. And I, man, I'm, I'm okay with God. He likes me, loves me, all that. Loves them too. I have no judgment for them. Okay? And like I said, I'm thinking about relationships that, right now. People that are people that I would like to have or would would like to have a relationship with it just hasn't worked out, but that's all right. 
Amen? Keep your, keep your spirit, number eight, free from offense. And you'll keep the door open to new relationships that are blessed. But if you, if you walk, if, you, if your spirit is, if you've got, go from one offense to another, you're going to end up walking around as a victim. And then the only relationships you have are those people that will agree with your victimhood. Okay? And just, you know, if, anybody, if, you, if anybody requires you to agree, to facilitate them being a victim, just lose that relationship. Or be honest with them and tell them, I resign from your Victims Anonymous Club. I'm no longer the secretary treasurer of this club. Okay? You grow up, get a life, you know, get over that past hurt, and let's go on and enjoy life. And you help them. And I don't, mean, I, don't, I don't mean that in a frivolous way where you just tell somebody to grow up and, and you're not caring. Okay? It depends on the level of relationship you, you have with that person. Now, some people attempt to connect in relationships only way that where they perceive they'll receive some benefit, some recognition, some opportunity for promotion. Okay? Do y'all remember I Love Lucy? Okay. I Love Lucy was one show after another of exactly what I'm talking about. It's just constant manipulation. Constant, you know, going an angle, something, you know, to get, to get in with Jack Benny or whoever the stars were. You know, but here's the deal. In the body of Christ, there are far too many Lucy leeches. Have you met them? Have you been them? They're motivated by insecurity, selfish ambition, pride, and unbelief. What do I mean by that? They're not trusting God to connect them in right relationship. So they're pushing, they're conniving, they're manipulating, they're figuring out some way, you know, to get in, you know, the door, open the door. And if you just look, if God spoke to you that you're, He's going to connect you, you know, like for example, in some kind of a personal way with Andrew, you know, look, and you saw, you see, well, you know, I see that some ways that that happens is somebody that starts a, an extension Bible school. So then you start an extension Bible school. But that's not what God called you to do. Can I tell you, you're going to be a frustrated individual. Don't, don't manipulate your way into trying to have a relationship with someone. Just serve your way, amen, and obey God. Make the offer, but then trust God. God's able to bring that into manifestation if you'll trust Him. You know what the real problem is? We're not trusting Him. We're insecure. Now, we don't, we don't say that. We, we mask it over. Okay? But then and we're just like Lucy. Every, I mean, every show. I can't remember a show that I saw. I mean, it was funny. Because everybody else sees it, don't they? Everybody else knows it, except Lucy. Okay? Well, it was just it was good, funny television. Well, they're not trusting God. And then these folks put a drain on people and they're anti-blessing. Then what happens is, is somebody pushes their way in and then if they finally do get in, it never, the relationship, you know, you're, you're, 
uh, potentially going to abort what God might have wanted to bring together uh, in a legitimate way. Because now you're now you're you're pushing the person in a corner, you know you're you know it it didn't happen the right way. Look, guys, you don't justify the end doesn't justify the means, and and that's just what I've got here, doesn't isn't? I didn't even didn't read that. So if you if you can't get into relationship with people without using these fleshly tactics, that relationship is doomed to fail, and it's not God. Even if God spoke to you about it, you know you, you don't get into what God, a blessing that God has for you by, by uh, fleshly tactics, manipulation, intimidation, domination, all this stuff. It's just, you don't get there that way. Are you with me? The place of servanthood is the primary place that God uses to connect people in relationship. I mean, Joshua and Moses, right? Elisha and Elijah, Timothy and Paul, the disciples and Jesus. I mean, life and blessing and kingdom resources flow to you in that place. In that place of what? In that place of service. That's the way, that's the way you get in with, you know, and I told people in the church, you know, uh, the way, look, you want to get close to me, you, the way you get close to me is that you, you serve your way. And you just serve other leaders. I watch and see, I watch and see how, how Dan serves, let's say Greg's in a p- place of leadership, and, and, and Dan comes in and I watch and see how Dan and Tina you know, serve, serve Greg and his wife in that place of leadership. Not how they serve me. How do they serve Greg and his wife? That's what I watch that. Amen? That's how, that's how you get promoted. That's how you come into relationship. Now, lesson number three is huge. And we don't, I find in, in dealing, with dealing with people, most people don't get this and they don't understand it. Yes, ma'am. Serving. Yeah. Place of servanthood. D is servanthood. Three is serving. Serving. Yeah. Servanthood and serving. Okay? Now let's go to three. Y'all can we'll we'll get we'll get all that straight later. I want to get this this across. Okay? Uh this is huge. This, this, makes or, this will make or break you in the relationship, being successful in relationships. If you don't understand this, you don't pass go, you don't collect $200, you fail at the relationship test of life. There are different levels of relationship. Most of us don't understand that. We try to make, force certain relationships into levels that, that, that God never intended. And then we're all frustrated because, uh, you know, so let's say you did connect with somebody, but then the level of that relationship isn't up to your expectation. That's your problem. Okay? There are both outer and inner relationships, casual and intimate. For example, Jesus, his relationship with the multitudes, the 70, the 12, the 3, and the 1, they each were distinct. There were different levels of intimacy there, right? He didn't commit himself to the multitudes, though he did give them the word, didn't he? He, he had a greater level of a re- more intimate level of relationship with the twelve than he did the seventy, right? The three than the twelve, the one than the three. Okay? Do you, do you see that? Don't allow the multitudes, guys, 
who only come around for food and miracles, something they want from you to keep you from maintaining an open heart and developing true covenant relationships. Are you with me? Okay, not every relationship is, oh, I missed one, is, is designed to be inner circle. Not every relationship is designed to be inner circle. But see, most people, they, they have this thing, well, God's no respecter of persons, so I'm not going to be, so they're going to try to treat every relationship the same. They're not the same. Just look at Jesus' life. Did He have different levels? In fact, He said, I'm not, I didn't come to commit myself to all men. And if you don't get this, you're going to be frustrated in ministry. Because there are people that come and they're going to want things from you. You cannot give them everything they want. You cannot give them the time that, that, a, that a disciple, that you can give a disciple. If they're part of the multitude, Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. Now I'm not dissing anybody. I'm just telling you, some people are just in that place of where they're takers and users. And okay, they can grow. Can they grow? Sure. But I give them tests, and if they're, if they're not at that place, if all they do is want my attention and want, want this, I've got, to, I've got to reserve the bulk of my time to disciples and leaders. And that was a difficult lesson for me because I, I'm an encourager, and, and uh, one of my stronger gifts was being a mercy shower. I changed over the years. Just because I saw, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not merciful, I'm just telling you, mercy showers can get into human compassion and facilitate people staying, you know, in a, in a poverty mentality, never growing. And so, you know, you just have to, you know, you can't allow the multitudes to cause you to be cynical or close your heart. So don't let, number four, don't let the users, takers, and the time wasters cause you to withdraw in self-protection or to become cynical okay so I don't shut my heart off to people but neither do I commit myself to everybody and I always give people tests okay I, I'll, uh, I, I give them tests you know I give them the way I give them tests is I give them something to do or like you know I said like with Dan and Tina they come in you know Pastor Greg, you're the best thing since sliced bread. We love your ministry. We want to serve you. What they're saying many times is, I want to spend more time with you. You know, I want, I want you to, you know, uh, spoon feed me. I want you to disciple me personally. Okay, Dan and Tina, here's the deal. Greg and is it Tracy, right? Your wife, Greg? Greg and Tracy are over this area of ministry or they're over a life group. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and serve with them because Greg knows my heart and 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 he can he'll disciple you and so on and you come to church and you know every and every once in a while I could let you buy me dinner or something you know <laughs> we usually works the other way around <laughs> they ask you out and then they go to the restroom when the check comes you know so so I bought lots of dinner but anyway you just you watch. You give people tests. You find that you don't just automate. You don't commit yourself. You commit yourself. What I see in leadership is we, we try to treat everybody the same. We try to, in the name of, you know, we're no respecter of persons and all that. You cannot, have, you cannot be successful in ministry doing that. You, you, you commit to your leaders. You commit to your disciples. And then you let them, and then you give ministry to them. Commit to others. Are you with me? 
Okay, be discerning about who you commit personal, intimate details of your life to. Not everybody can handle the gory details of your past or the struggles that you have in the present. Not everybody can handle that. It's not everybody that you can, number two, that you can trust with those details, even some Christians. Jesus didn't commit himself to all men. He didn't commit his time, his wisdom, and discipling to all men. There's a scripture for that. Okay? Each of us would do well to be as wise as Jesus in recognizing which relationships we can discuss our heart level issues with. Isn't that what, Matt, what he said in Matthew? Don't give what's holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine. What is he saying? Do not give precious revelation to uncircumcised ears. Okay? Don't waste your time. If they're not hungry, if they're not asking questions, if they come in and know it all, they're trying to tell you how to run your church or your ministry or your business and all that, uh, they've got an agenda. And you give them tests. You don't promote them. Doesn't care. I don't care how mature they look or how many dollars they put in the ministry. Amen? Okay. Three types of relationships each of us need. Okay? Number one, discipling relationships. Those that we're pouring into who are new in the Lord or new in their understanding of the Word. We, we need those kind of relationships. Number two, you know, it's like Moses and Joshua and Elijah and Elisha and so on. Uh, number two, peer relationships, which is, which is a, a mutual relationship of accountability, encouragement, and growth. You know, that's like Jonathan and David, Paul and Barnabas, Peter, James, and John. We've got to have those, okay? If you want to, if you want to be healthy, you have to have all three. And then number three, mentor relationships. People who are pouring into you that look to you as spiritual leaders or fathers, okay? And in order for us to maintain emotional and spiritual health, now look, this, I'm going to help you with this, okay? This is important, all right? We need all three of these type of relationships in our lives. If all you have, and I want you to be objective about this and ask somebody to help you with this. Is this true about you? If all you have is discipling relationships, downline relationships, you will become drained emotionally and spiritually and it's possible, it is possible that you're ministering out of a need to be needed. Who is that about? If all you have is peer relationships, you won't grow and evolve into, or, or you will, you, uh, you won't grow and evolve, and you, uh, or you will evolve. You won't grow, and you will evolve into an elite, cliquish, backslapping society. If that's all you have is peers, okay. If all you have is mentor relationships, you can become codependent and stunt your growth. Now let me help you with something else here. Okay? Some relationships are for a, a reason. A project, a building, some purpose to help, help you or them accomplish a task. You know, I had a relationship with a guy that I, I discipled for a period of time while we were building a build, our, one of our church buildings. And, and, uh, but then after the building was built, it, it went on. It was just, it was just for that reason. 
Number B is for a season, some period of time for advancing the kingdom or mutual encouragement and growth. I mean, I've had some of my early mentors. They were for a season. They weren't forever. Um, then see a lifetime. Some relationships are for a lifetime. Um, I think Paul and Patsy Milligan were probably going to be living next door to them in the, in the kingdom. I mean, you know, I mean, Paul, Paul, we released him into his ministry, you know, and had no idea we would end up being here serving together. But it's like now they've got an apartment here and it's like, man, we can't get rid of each other. So, you know, so, but, but you know, you can't, you know, that you could, we couldn't have de designed that. But see, with, with that relationship, we were, I, I, I gave freedom. I, I released him from, from having to be connected with me and to bless our church. I mean, and look, I'm going to bless you, let you bless the nations. And, and now here we're back ministering together. It's awesome. Um, but some are for a lifetime. You know, it's your, 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 your spouse, your children, maybe a few close covenant friends. If you understand the different levels and purposes of relationships, you won't be so frustrated with them. You can be free to release people. Sometimes in discipling relationships. Sometimes, you know, you just have to let that disciple go. It's time. Let them go. Don't keep them dependent on you. Point them to Jesus. Amen? Though God loves all people the same, all of our relationships are not on an equal level. Therefore, we cannot give the same priority to each one. And we cannot force someone to try to fit into a level of our, of our own making. That's awesome. Now, I'm going to pick back up here. But are there any questions on that? Are you all tracking with me on that? Okay. Uh, let me just say, le le lesson number four is no deposit, no, re no return. And I'll, we'll pick up, uh, I think, tomorrow, right? Okay? No? Tomorrow's, so? Not tomorrow. Have a good weekend, guys. Blessings.